listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. I so appreciate the invitation uh, to preach God's Word to you all. It's been maybe a few years since I was last here. I think it was still before the pandemic. Uh, we did have an opportunity to pray for one of your government officials here in Muntinlupa and so uh, the other week, and I think that was uh, an important time. Um, you know, I sense just uh, as you were worshiping, um, it's a mixed sense of hope for what's coming ahead and at the same time some anxiety, and that's understandable. It's like, um, you know, one of the things that reminds me of Every time, remember, well, we read it here in Scripture, every time there's a change of leadership, we read that in Daniel chapter 2 actually last week, if you use that text, whoever preached, it's also a change in the time and the season of a nation. So tuwing nagbabago po yung namumuno sa ating bansa, uh, nagbabago rin po yung panahon. And so we're about to, in the next few days, see how God will orchestrate things, and in response to, as Pastor Aliad led us in a powerful time of prayer. So I want you to all be expectant and be vigilant, watchful, pray that this election will really be credible, if I could add that, that it's clear that this election was uh, credible in the sense that uh, the results are clear who the winners will be, of course, both local and national. Because as you know from our history, uh, we've had a history of problems with the credibility of elections. That's the reality of who we are as a nation and as a people. But I'm trusting that through God's word, there will be faith in our hearts. And speaking of faith, I want to pose a question to you this morning. How precious is your faith. Gano bang kahalaga yung pananampalataya mo sa Panginoon? You know, there's a saying that everybody has a price. And here, the story that we've been following, uh, the book of Daniel, this is now our third uh, episode, if you will, we see the story of how three young men in this particular chapter decided how much their faith was worth. Gano kahalaga yung pananampalataya nila? Now, of course, in the last couple of weeks, we saw how Daniel and his friends, so we're talking about four young men now, were exiled from their homeland and from their families. Yet we see how Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, kept their faith in the Lord despite the pressure to conform. They were diplomatic, they were respectful, they were competent, magagaling sila, naturally and spiritually, but they kept their convictions. And last week uh, in Katipunan, I posed a question, what gave them the boldness to, uh, to keep their faith? Bakit ganun sila katapang? Despite the pressure of being in an alien land, they were foreigners, they were exiles, and yet yung paninindigan nila sa Panginoon, hindi matinag. Okay? Have you ever thought about that? Well, I'd like to think that part of it is because of their youthfulness. Remember, they were young teenagers, anywhere from 14 to 17 years old. Now, I'm saying this because I was once a teenager, okay? 
Lahat naman po tayo, okay? I'm a senior citizen now, but I was a teenager, so I know what it is to be a teenager. Okay? Um, yes, we minister to the young people there, but we, both young and old, or in between that, uh, all have a plan and a purpose from God. Now, I learned this from neuroscience recently in answer to the question, what gave these young people the boldness to stand up despite the pressure? And I know there are teenagers here. And uh, from neuroscience, I found out that your brain development, okay, so this is not, so this is a new development. Your brain development, the, the, particularly the frontal lobe of your brain, is not, with, which is fully responsible for your logical decision making, is not fully developed until age 25. Have you heard that? Okay, and yesterday we had some friends from church. And she's a professional and she, a counselor and she validated, okay, neuroscience. So, sa mga katwid, when young people make decisions, they don't fully think about the consequences of their action. Now, is that, does that mean they're not smart? No. It's not a matter of cognitive knowledge. It's a matter of thinking through the logical consequences. And I have to confess, when I was a teenager in high school, I was a scholar ng bayan, uh, minsan pa lang naman ako natawag sa principal's office kasama yung nanay ko. Medyo nahiya ako kasi medyo may binubuli kami. May sinisinda kami. Alam mo yung second year ka, first year yon. Eh, medyo siga ka na, di ba? Pero, I have to confess, buti na lang, hindi akong gumawa nito. Meron akong barkada. Okay? Ang ginawa niya, mga kapatid, naglagay siya ng labentador sa CR nung lalaki sa toilet bowl. Okay? Buti na lang hindi sumabog. Now think about it, nasa CR ka, okay? Nasa trono ka, tapos biglang sasabog. How many of you know that is dangerous? Now again, I'm not trying to be funny. It looks funny now because it didn't explode. But see, di ba? Basta sigurado ko hindi ako yun, okay? Embarkada ko, okay? Sinumbong ko na siya. We don't think about the consequences of our action. Actually, you know what, you know what, our guidance counselor said, our, 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 our member of our church, that's why we need our parents in our teenage years, our mothers, hallelujah, yeah. and our fathers. Why? Because they help us. The problem with parenting with teenage years is you make them do what you want them to do instead of helping them reason because they don't know the consequences of their action. You help them reason through their decisions. You teenagers, aren't you glad you have fathers and mothers? Come on, that you can ask guidance for. Come on. Pastor Ariel, na-relate ko yung message sa Mother's Day. Can you imagine that? Okay. But having said that, they did not have the benefit of having mommies and daddies because they were exiled. So what's my point? Okay. Mahaba yung intro ko. My point is, what kept them strong in their faith was not simply their youthfulness. That's why we love young people. And we love old people like me. Why? Because we need both the passion and zeal of the young and the wisdom of the older generation. That's why we're a multi-generational church and family. That's clear from scriptures. God is a multi-generational God. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So mga, so mga kapatid, yes, we, have a, we throw our nets in the campus, pero magkakasama po tayo. Okay, na kailangan para yung kaharian ng Diyos, maintindihan natin, we have to find out, we have to work multi-generationally. So, 
The point is, what kept them strong was not the benefit of having their fathers and mothers with them because they were exiles. What kept them strong ultimately was God's covenant relationship with them. Na ang Panginoon may pakipagtipan sa kanila. And it's God's initiative. That's why they were able to stand. Now, let's just review. Here we see another challenge that they were facing. Remember, papatayin dapat sila last week. Okay, hindi last week. Nung nakaraan na, okay, 3,000 years ago. 2,500 years ago. Papatayin dapat sila dahil hindi nga ma-interpret yung panaginip ni Nebuchadnezzar. And now... There's another problem. Uh, I'll just give you the snippet of it. We have to read it for the sake of time. We're not going to read it. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar has this idea in his mind to make up an idol, a huge golden image, and force everybody in the province of Babylon to bow down to it and worship it. And if they don't, they're going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. That's the introduction. Now, uh, we're not going to read that passage for the sake of time, but we're going to read the response of the three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember, they were already officials. Okay, so medyo nagkaroon na silang edad. Siguro they were probably what? In their mid-20s or late-20s or early-30s. So it's taken time. We don't know the exact time frame. But this is their response to Nebuchadnezzar when Nebuchadnezzar found out. Kasi nagsumbong yung mga kasamahan nila na hindi sila sumusunod. They weren't following the protocols. Okay? The IATF protocols, hindi sila sumusunod. Okay? So I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm simply saying they weren't complying with a governmental rule to bow down at this huge, his humongous golden image, idol. Verse 8 of chapter 3 Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whatever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these, three, these young men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image that I have set up. Now, if you're ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God you will del- who will deliver you out of my hands? Remember that verse. You remember that statement. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. He will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, 
Be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Father, anoint the preaching and teaching of your word today. Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In Jesus' name, amen. I already mentioned that this was an account of the king deciding to put an an imposing image, idol of gold. You know, there's no explanation what was going on in the king's mind. But you have to remember the previous chapter. Think about this. Nebuchadnezzar already had a troubling dream. Remember what was that dream? It was an idol, isn't it? It was this image. And of course, he couldn't figure it out. And yet Daniel was able to give the interpretation. So in my mind, at least in reflecting on this, you wonder, who's the most powerful man in the earth at that time? We'll answer that later on. But we know from Scripture, the second commandment clearly says, do not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything in heaven above, the earth beneath, or the, or the ground below. Do not bow down to them or worship before I, the Lord your God, will punish the children for the sin of the fathers who turn for gen- Maliwanag po sa salita ng Diyos na hindi po dapat gumagawa ng kahit anong ima- imahin para, okay, para uh, to bow down, okay, and to worship, at least in the minds of the three. Of course, I guess Nebuchadnezzar didn't know any better. He was a pagan ruler. But um, I think if there's one thing, and, and this is not, I think this can be proven through scripture. And uh, as I've studied on spiritual warfare, I learned something interesting, I think from Dr. Ed Silvoso. He said this, it is not rare, or as you will observe, at least those of that have been exposed, more often than not, People in power and authority consult mediums, spiritists, fortune tellers, and the like. Now, you know, unfortunately, people also do that, isn't it? They seek guidance uh, supernaturally. Why? Because I think we all know that we don't know the future, isn't it? We want to be certain about what's up ahead. And if we are not followers of Christ, our tendency is to rely on other sources. Now think about this, and this is so important because part of the reason we wanted this series was for you to understand, yes, not only how we as followers of Christ respond in authority, but how God works in the lives of human authority. And so I'm saying this as a broad principle, not making any reference to any of our people who are running for political office, but you have to understand this. There is no human being who can carry the burdens of leadership on their own strength. It's as simple as that. So often we put, uh, we think that they have all the answers. No, they don't. Walang kapangyarihan yung mga yan. And again, I'm getting ahead of myself. They're just like you and me. But they have been given something which is a mystery still, I think, to, to us. How can God vest authority to fallible human beings? So the point is this. More often than not, maghahanap yan ng kapangyarihan bukod sa sarili nila. And maybe that was what Nebuchadnezzar was relying on. Okay, now again, it's a mystery to me. 
I mean, we pray for government leaders. We have members of our churches who are government leaders. We have at least three or four um, members of our churches in victory who are running for mayor, either for re-election or as a new mayor. How many of you know God, come on, raises up new kinds of leaders for our, for our nation? We've had congressmen, we've had judges, we've had all these kinds of people, and we, we honor them for, as such. But they don't have the capacity in and of themselves. It's an authority that comes from God. And I don't know, maybe I'm just speculating. Maybe that's what went into the mind of Nebuchadnezzar. Siguro, kung meron siyang sinasamba na Diyos-Diyosan, yun doon manggagaling ang pangyarihan niya. And you know, the problem in Romans chapter 1 says this, when people do not give thanks to God or to honor Him, that's when they regress into idolatry. When you don't acknowledge God, God gives you up to worship created things rather than the Creator. Let me tell you, we are the pinnacle of God's creation. Nilikha po tayo ng Diyos sa kanyang imahen, sa, ima, sa kanyang image. There's no greater image of God than you and me. Of course, let me qualify that, there's no greater image of God than Jesus Christ, the God-man. And when we are in Christ, we can reflect the image of God. And so there's no one else greater than humans than God himself. And when we begin to worship created things, we become like them. The stones and the metals. That's clear from scripture. So anyway, I think you have, I needed to lay that foundation so you understand the, the issue here. And so, you know, when, when the, the three men didn't want to comply, Nebuchadnezzar was so angry. Parang, tapang nito mga to Ako yung hari, hindi nila sinusundan. So they called them. And, uh, you know, they didn't, they answered as, as you know, as, as we read. Hindi naman sila mayabang. Ano na sila? Kampanti lang. Sir, talagang hindi po pwede kasi hindi, hindi na sinabi na batas namin to pero they wouldn't just comply. And because of that, Nebuchadnezzar was so incensed. Talagang umusok yung ilong niya. And you know what he did? He heated up the furnace seven times more. Okay. I mean, magluto ka lang. Mapapasok ka na. Pitong beses pa, mga kapatid, yung init. Sa sobrang init, yung mga nagpainit, yung mga, yung mga bodyguard ni Nebuchadnezzar, namatay. Can you imagine how ruthless this man is? He didn't care about the lives of these people. But as we read the story, we're going to read the rest of the text, we find out God miraculously delivered them. And we're going to read it. But I want to share with you for the remainder of this message some realizations, in fact, five of them that we can learn from this story to help you and me when we're facing the fire. Of course, it may not be as fearful as this. Thank God for the freedom of religion we have in this nation where we can freely worship God. But you know, all over the world, we have brothers and sisters in Christ who are facing the fire. And let's not assume that that's going to be true for our nation forever. We have to learn now. 
And maybe the fire that you're facing is not the fire of being put to death, but maybe the fire of trying to comply with a culture that's in our nation, isn't it? Uh, yesterday, as I said, I had some of our intercessors with us, and this member of our church is an accountant, and she is so frustrated because she is the one who keeps the internal books of the company she's working with. And unfortunately, that's a practice. Many companies have two accounting books, one to comply with BIR and one to make sure that their profits are kept intact. Reality to mga kapatid. We're not living in a land that's... No, these are real. And you probably face things like that. That's a fire. How were they able to face the fury, face the fiery furnace? Number one is this. God's past faithfulness gives us the courage to face new trials. Sabi sa verse 17, the God whom we serve is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow to those down to your image. Wow. Tapang. Kaya kaming palayain. Kaya kaming protektahan ng aming Panginoon. Where did that come from? Well, remember, if you've traced their journey, in the first two chapters, number one, they were exiled. They should have died. They should have been executed. Because not everybody, you know, when, when, when the... When the when Nebuchadnezzar was beginning to besiege Jerusalem, there were casualties. Again, we're seeing the stark reality of that in, our, uh, in the current war in Ukraine. Unfortunately, some of Christians, some Christians are dying in that land. But they were preserved, isn't it? Because there was a purpose. Because the, the Nebuchadnezzar wanted a, you know, a group of young men who can serve the king. And as we know, they, they were preserved they stood their ground. They were even promoted. They had access to the king's table, although they refused to eat the rich buffet that was there. Why? Because it wasn't kosher. You know, lechon, chicharron. I mean, all of those things. They couldn't eat as much as it was delicious. Aren't you glad you're in the New Testament? Hallelujah. We're not Jews, but we believe in a Jew. Hallelujah. See, they'd seen God's gracious hand upon their lives. So they knew they were confident in God's faithfulness to protect them. Although, this was a challenge. Why? Because they were already government officials. Actually, na-promote na sila. Bakit mo pa? Diba? Why, why rock the boat? You're already an official, isn't it? I like the way the EBC commentary said this. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego loved Yahweh... More than life itself. Not only had they learned to recite the Shema. Hear O Israel. The Lord our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. And with all of your soul. And with all of your strength. They made it the center of their lives. For them the will and glory of Yahweh. Meant more than fame, position or security. Loving him with all their heart. They were ready to lay down their lives for him. Hindi po sila matapang. Hindi po sila magaling. Mahal lang talaga nila si Lord. Gano'n mo kamahal ang Panginoon? May posisyon na sila. May kaya na sila. Hindi natin alam. They were, but I'm sure they had means in a foreign land. Kaya lang nung dumating yung pagkakataon na pwede silang sumanib o pwede silang tumanggi. They chose 
they would rather die and lose everything dahil mahal nila si Lord. Now, before I give the next points, let's read the rest of the chapter. Verse 24 to 30. Then, so tinapon nga sila, no? Doon sa apoy. Talagang uminit. Seven times hotter. Then, this is what the text reads in verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered to the king, True, O king. He answered, But I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Medyo Babylonian yung accent, okay? <laughs> and the satraps, prefects, and governors, the king's counselor, gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that speaks against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other god who is able to rescue in this way then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. I want to give you four more realizations from this story. The second is this. Jesus steps in with us in the midst of the fire. You know, left to ourselves, I'm, I have to confess, kung ako to, ayoko nang dumaan sa apoy. Diba? Lord, spare us from going through the fire. If we can just, and of course they could have been spared if they had bowed down to the statue, but they chose not to. And so because of their conviction, they reap the consequences of their action. In fact, hindi naawa si Nebuchadnezzar, nainis pa ng husto. And I want you to understand, when you make a stand for God, not everybody's going to just agree with you. Wow. Of course, some people will be, will be respectful of you, but some people will be angry. And what's strange here is, as, as you read the text, there were three young men, and then, no nandun na sila sa apoy, bigla may kasama pang isa, there's a fourth man. Who is that fourth man? And it's clear, it says, who looked like a son of the gods. Now, this is what uh, Bible scholars call a theof, possible theophany. In, in other words, it's a, it's a manifestation of God physically, Usually in the form of a human. And I think we know who that son of man is. Because later on in the rest of the book of Daniel. That this phrase is spoken of once again. And I believe we can know if we study the whole scripture. That this points to none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. The son of God. As I said earlier, why we would much prefer not to be thrown into the fire, it is usually while we are in the fire that the Lord manifests His presence, protection, and power over lives. 
You know, often we ask for miracles. But I've learned this. How come, Lord, I don't see many miracles? I've seen miracles, but not often. And I realize why. Because you'll get a miracle when you need a miracle. Kung gusto mo lang ng Himala sa Diyos, pero hindi mo naman pala kailangan. Hindi kailangan magbigay ng Diyos ng Himala. Pero kung kailangan nyo, okay, meron kayong sitwasyon na imposible na, Panginoon, mga, mga kapatid, doon kayo tumawag sa Panginoon and watch Him answer you in miraculous ways. Number three, we are set free from our bonds in the midst of the fire. Sabi dito, di ba hindi nga sila nasunog, lumabas sila, buo pa sila, okay? Hindi sila naging lechon manok. Pero hindi lang yung mga kapatid. Very clear, it says there, I see them walking unbound. Ibig sabihin, yung gapos nila, nawala. And I, I believe the lesson is this, when we're going through the fire, as unpleasant it is, what God will often do is to burn up, not you, but the things that keep you bound up. What are the things that keep you bound up? I can tell of one good thing, and I, I, I mean this, you know, respectfully. When I was still in business, God began to give me a sense of the calling to be in ministry. And my parents paid for me to go abroad to take graduate business. So they spent a whole lot of money. And then coming back, I began to sense. Well, upon one year from coming back from the States, I felt the call of God. And on the one hand, I wanted to follow because Jesus is Lord. I didn't plan for this and train, but I could sense God was giving me that direction. But I had one fear in my life. If I look back then, that was the most fearful thing for me to do. You know what it was? To disappoint my parents. Especially my father. Parang hindi ko kayang, hindi sila matuwa sa akin. Kasi proud na proud sila sa akin eh. But yet I knew. I kept wrestling and wrestling with it until finally I decided. And I remember that time when I talked to my dad. You know, I had received prophetic words. I had received a, a clear word from God. Ayoko pa rin sumunod. But there came a point in time where the Lord spoke to me clearly through a preaching by Pastor Steve. When I finally decided to do it, I was facing the greatest fear of my life. Disappointing my parents. And sure enough, when I told my mom, she cried. And when I talked to my father, surprisingly, he was quiet. But you know, he was, you know, he was disappointed. And... Two years later, my dad died, and I didn't hear him affirm my obedience to God. I didn't even hear him confess Jesus as Lord, although my hope is that a few months before he was dying, he had been listening to 700 Club. So I thank 700 Club because I believe at some point he's going to, he gave his life to Christ. And my hope is that when I stand before God, my father will be there and he will affirm that my obedience to God was well worth it. That's just me. Okay? Story lang po ng buhay ko. So ang tanong ko sa inyo, meron ba kayong ganong sitwasyon? Na yung pinaka-natatakot kayo na sitwasyon or, or anxiety or fear that keeps you bound. I mean, hindi ako maka-decide noon. You know, 
Pastor Ariel, I don't know if you remember this. I was actually being offered a job as a general manager for a multi-level consumer goods company. And uh, I think for a while you were there too. I mean, it was a prestigious, locally um, uh, up-and-coming marketing company. But you know, I realized, I mean, within a year or two, <laughs> that company folded up. So can you imagine if I had followed that instead of following the call of God, I'd be out of a job. But I'm just thankful. This is my story. Whatever it is, come on, that you're bound up in. Kung nakagapos kayo mga kapatid, things in your mind, things in your soul. Come on, when you go through the fire, come on, God will unshackle you. He'll set you free. Which brings us to point number four. Realization. It's this. God vindicates His people when we come out of the fire. See, the Lord not only protected the three in the fire, they ended up being promoted when they preferred to obey God rather than men. Now, again, we can rejoice in this story because that's the outcome. But you know, there are people who go through the fire and they stay in the fire and die for their faith. So, hindi po to garantia. Pero yung attitude nga nung tatlo, di ba? Kailigtas kami na, o hindi ng Panginoon. Hindi pa rin kami... Hindi pa rin kami, bow, you know, we won't bow. Okay? Ano ba yung bow? Hindi lang kami luluhod. Okay? Doon sa Diyos-Diyosan mo. You know what Nebuchadnezzar acknowledged was not their defiance. Hindi yung katapangan nila. Kundi yung pagtitiwala nila. And really, left to ourselves... I'm sure some of you, maybe some of you are more brave than others, but <laughs> I'm just a regular guy. I, I get fearful. I get discouraged. But if there's one thing that I know is true from the scripture, those who trust in the Lord will never be put to shame. In fact, if you read in Revelation, many of those who are followers of Christ were beheaded for their faith. Do you know that there's a special reward for Christians who have been beheaded for their faith? Now, none of us want to be beheaded. But if that were to happen, God is pleased with faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. In fact, we learned that from Hebrews chapter 11. I've learned this about faith. You know, faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain what you do not see. This is what the ancients, meaning the Hebrew, I mean, this uh, the Old Testament saints were recommended for. In fact, I believe, uh, Pastor A, just to let you know, remember there was some of those in Hebrews 11 who quenched the fury of the fire. And I think these speak of these three men. And I've learned this in Hebrews 11. Faith makes ordinary people do extraordinary things. I think the great majority of us here are just ordinary people, isn't it? Wala naman tayong credentials. Hindi naman, yung apelido naman natin, wala sa kalye ng Makati, okay? Or whatever. Okay? Pero mga kapatid, kahit pangkaraniwang tao tayo, kung may pananampalataya tayo, to kaya natin gumawa ng kakaibang mga gawain para sa Panginoon. And that's where God gets glory. And guess what? We get rewarded for that. And what happened was here, they were promoted. 
as a result of this. Now, uh, again, since Pastor Ariel said, we're, we've been friends and colleagues for many years. I don't know if you remember this lady who used to work for us. This was in our uh, The Rock days. We have a member of our church who her story goes like this. Her husband decided to separate from her after, you know, I think they had two, two or three children. And she was so distraught by the, uh, by the husband's philandering. She decided, and out of pain, she didn't have a job. She was a single mother now. She said she was going to end her life. And the story goes that that morning, in her own words, tinitimpla na daw niya yung kape na ilalagay niya yung lason. I forgot what the poison was. And so habang tinitimpla niya, she decided to watch 700 Club. Okay, thank God for 700 Club. So nung pinapanood niya, hindi ko alam si Pat Robertson or one of those other people, you, if you watch it, you know what happens, isn't it? As they're praying for people, they begin to move in the word of knowledge. And you know what happened? Habang tinitimpla niya, malapit na niyang inumin, biglang sinabi nung TV host, there's someone out there right now and you're about to end your life. Don't do it! But she was taken aback. How many of you know God is merciful? Amen? She was about to end her life. And she didn't. She realized God is speaking to me. And so she, quickly, she calls the phone number. Okay? She calls the number on the counseling phone. And the person, she confesses, this is my situation. About, and, and he ministers, she ministers to her. Leads her to Christ, and she's born again. She decides not to end her life. Now, there was a, a challenge for her because she's, she's a single mom. She had to get a job. She couldn't get a job. You know what she decided to do? She decided to be a, uh, ano bang tawag doon? Parang tagalakad ng papeles. Yan ang alam niya niya doon sa munisipyo, sa gobyerno. Okay? So parang liaison, ganun, di ba? So ma, ma, sa mga katwid, mga kapatid, yung ginawa niyang trabaho niya yun. So she started working, but she had a conviction. Okay? Naalala mo to Pastor A, di ba? Ang conviction niya, hindi siya maglalagay para mapabilis yung paglakad ng papeles. And you know what happened? As far as we know, she never did resort to that because every time, through persuasion, siguro na, na yung mga, yung mga nandun sa nakahilera doon sa munisipyo, na-realize sila, eh wala naman talaga ibibigay ito, naglalakad lang ng papeles. So yun, every time, so she began to have a reputation of maglalakad ng papeles, nagagawa niya, and we paid her for her services, pero walang under the table. Hallelujah. How many of you know that's a woman of conviction there? And listen, this is unfortunately across the board. So, if you've ever naglagay kayo, huwag kayo mag-guilty. Believe God. Come on. Yeah. That you can. You know what we really need here? Okay, and we're trusting that the next leadership will be people of integrity. Yeah. The culture of corruption can be broken if there's a critical mass of people. Hindi kaya ng isang tao to, mga kapatid. Dapat lahat tayo. Okay, so kung naglalagay pa rin kayo, I'm not condemning you. But begin to trust God. Okay? Kasi nasa church tayo eh. Parang walang makamundo dito. Pag lumabas tayo doon, mga kapatid, doon tayo, tina, doon tayo dinala ng Panginoon. 
mababago natin itong bansa natin. Okay? So hindi ko na ikukumpisal yung times na nag-ano, okay? Nakikiusap lang naman ako lagi, hindi ako naglalagay, nakikiusap. Okay? That's enough confession, alright? Oh, I haven't told you the end of the story. I don't know, a few years later, this single mom, her daughter, gets married to a young man. I think he was a singer for a while, but this young man happens to be the nephew of one of the top 10 billionaires in the Philippines. Taig pa si Cinderella dito, mga kapatid. Come on, single mom. Nagahanap buhay, napag-graduate niya mga anak niya, tapos akala mo naman, akala mo naman, napangasawa nung anak niyang babae, hindi naman niya, I'm sure they were in love. Come on, how many of you know God can vindicate you when you are living for Him and your convictions? And finally, number five, and this is where it gets interesting, the Lord is magnified when His people go through the fire. And I'm going to shift my thoughts here because up until this point, our, what we're trying to help you with is how as God's people you can respond when there are pressures to conform to a pagan culture and even the authorities in the land. And my point is this, as much as this is a story of how we ought to respond, this is also a story of how God deals with the human authorities. Last week, we learned that this most powerful man had a perplexing dream or troubling dream he couldn't interpret. And again, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. Because the scriptures clearly say we are to respect those in authority. We are to honor them. But we're never to bow down to them. You know, when you, when Nebuchadnezzar had that troubling dream, you know what it made me realize? He's just as human as any one of us. There are things he cannot resolve, he cannot understand. And one of the most exciting things that God can do in your life and in my life is this. God can use, and I remember Lance Wano said this, one of the roles of a prophet. Okay, remember, this is not just Nebuchadnezzar. Who else had a dream that he couldn't interpret? Pharaoh, remember that? Pharaoh, remember when, when Joseph, when he had a dream, he couldn't interpret. Pilate's wife had a dream. Uh, Darius couldn't sleep. Ahasuerus. In other words, there's enough scriptural examples for us, not to make a doctrine, but for us to understand part of the role of the prophet is to interpret the perplexing dreams of those in authority. How? Pwede tayong gamitin Panginoon, ang Panginoon, kapatid. God can use you and me to help interpret the perplexing dreams. I have an example, but uh, there's no time of a member of our church. Maybe I'll say this. I think one of my favorite stories, we have a member of our church in, in um, Sharjah, 
UAE. Okay? He's a technician, he's an engineer, and he works for a power plant in Sharjah, one of the Emirates. And what happened is one day, this was some years ago, big lang nag shut down yung power plant. And you know, when, when a power plant is shut down, remember they produce the electricity, it costs money. And so they were frantically trying to restart the plant. Okay? Yung ano, yung, yung mga management, they started calling their engineers, mga puti, mga European, mga, mga talagang magagaling, magagandang title. Hindi nila masolve-solve. Galit na galit yung management. Siguro mga three, four days ng shutdown. And it cost millions. And they were so frustrated, they wanted to fire them. But you know what they ended up doing, among other things? Obviously, they were trying to look for solutions. They, they talked to this man. They knew he was a Christian. You know what they said? Why don't you pray to your God and find out a solution? Hindi sa engineer, mga kapatid. You know what he did? Okay, sure. He did pray. I don't think he prayed, prayed and fasted. He just simply quieted himself. And then he went to the instrumentation room. And then he began to look at the instruments. He said, don't touch anything. He started looking at the gauges. And then he said, okay, shut down this valve, open this valve, do this, do that, do that. And apparently, within a short period of time, the plant was able to restart. And you know what happened? They were so elated. They, prom- they not only pro- gave him, they blessed him, they gave him money. You know what he said? I'm going to give you a benefit that we have not given to everybody. Every 28 days that you're here in this power plant, every tw- the 29th day, for 29 days, you can go home to the Philippines to uh, take a vacation. Siyempre, OFW, ang hirap nun, di ba? Wala ka sa pamilya mo. Alam mo, sinabi niya, mga kapatid, hindi ako papayag. Unless yung mga kababayan ko sa planta, isama nyo. And you know what? The management gave him what he requested. I told that story last Sunday and to my surprise, one of the men from our church approached me crying. He says, in Mindoro, okay, he is the chairman of the electrical cooperative there and their power plant had just shut down two days ago and they couldn't find a solution but the night before I preached he said the Lord gave him an idea because he owns a power plant uh, uh, ice plant hindi pareho sa power plant sabi niya subukan yung ganito to so yung mga nagmamando ng planta sabi na okay susubukan namin you know what he told me that my message story gave him encouragement and within the next day, this is already after the fact, the plant was restarted again. Hallelujah. Come on now. God is magnified when His people stand up for God. And so the point is this, in closing, when you go through the fire, not only will the Lord protect you, He'll give you a miracle, but He's going to be magnified in the process. You know, what is strange about Nebuchadnezzar, as I said, he already had an encounter with God when the dream was interpreted. Pangalawang encounter na to. Remember yung words niya? Who God will rescue you from my hand? I mean, if that's pride, I don't know what else. Parang kasing kapangyarihan ko ang Diyos. Walang makakaligtas sa'yo. Eh, niligtas ng Diyos. He acknowledged God Himself. Now, this is what's interesting. 
That's why you have to be here next week. Because in chapter 4, you're going to realize how Nebuchadnezzar finally, decisively... I'm not saying he got converted. I don't know. You, Pastor June, okay, you, you theologians, figure this out. Naging Kristiano ba si Nebuchadnezzar? I don't know. But God did something in his life to make him realize God is ultimately in charge and he gives authority to everyone he wants. So brothers and sisters, let's believe for righteous leaders to be elected. But let me tell you this, ultimately, it's leaders who fear God who will be able to govern wisely. And if they don't govern wisely, God is able to humble them. Whoa. We respect our leaders. Kaya binoto nyo ko hindi, pero mga kapatid, God is Lord. Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalamang.church.